Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. And this is going to be another riveting episode of our highly acclaimed series known as... So once again, we're back in Tybee Island with the police blotter. So Crystal, why don't you tell me, without using the word emitting... Oops. So we basically aren't doing this episode at this point. What has been going on the last couple weeks? Funny enough, it's going to start out with that. Okay, well, then I guess this has been Scary Savannah (laughs) and Beyond. I told you we're not doing this. (laughs) On Monday, September 4th, one of our officers was on foot patrol when he spotted a vehicle traveling the wrong way on Tiberisa Street. Sounds so familiar. After stopping the vehicle, the officer noticed that there was a smell similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from within. This is something that truly shocks me, and I don't understand how this could happen on our fair island. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the 20-year-old driver had been operating the vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. He was then placed under arrest and charged with wrong way on a one-way street and DUI under 21. It's so infrequent that we hear about young people being drunk, driving cars, the wrong way, and getting arrested. I know. It's almost like, well, what day is it? (laughs) And you're like, it's a day that ends in Y. And I said, those are pretty much the days people do this. Every day. Later that day, one of our officers was on foot patrol in the area of Tabrisa and Butler when he spotted a vehicle approaching at a high rate of speed. As he watched, the vehicle sped through the intersection, almost striking a pedestrian in the process. The officer then returned to his patrol car, called up to the vehicle, and initiated a traffic stop. You won't understand where this is going to go. There's no no <laughs> telling. It could be anything. While speaking with the driver, the officer noticed that his eyes were bloodshot and that there was an odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from his body. Now, I do wonder why it they say into the similar, similar to that of alcohol. <laughs> Are they saying like it could be something else? Is there a cologne that men buy oh, do alcohol? that just sort of smells like, you know, that them spirits. Maybe a gin smell. <laughs> Which is just a manly scent when it comes down to it. It really is. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. He was then placed under arrest and charged with too fast for conditions, crosswalk violation, and DUI. Too fast for conditions. That's like the 27th installment of the Fast and Furious movie. I guarantee you, (laughs) too fast for conditions. That evening, officers responded to a local restaurant in reference to a report of credit card fraud. Oh, no. During the course of the investigation, officers learned that the restaurant had received a to-go order that had been paid for with a stolen credit card. Oh, no. Officers, Somebody really needed some fish. (laughs) Or pizza. Officers then waited on scene until the suspect arrived to pick up the order. Gosh, that's lovely. (laughs) After speaking with a suspect about the incident, the officers placed him under arrest and charged him with financial transaction card fraud. Now, I gotta say, that's not a new one, but it hasn't been said as frequently as some of the other stuff. Or mixing it up a little bit. I would have loved to have seen that unfold. (laughs) Like, what kind of person does this? And they're like, well, you know what, Scott? free with this thing. <laughs> Nobody's going to figure out that I stole their credit card and then used it to order food, presumably pizza. Show up, guarantee you they're drunk yeah. when this happens. And they just show up and instead of getting that good pizza, they get them handcuffs. Yeah, they did. 
On Tuesday, September 5th, at approximately 7.25 p.m., the Tybee Island Police Department received a 911 call in reference to a possible shooting. At that time, the caller stated that he had been shot by an unknown suspect and was currently on his way to the hospital by a private vehicle. This is the one we talked about last week. It had been in there on their Facebook page. Okay. It had not been put in the blog. Oh, so yet. this is the official recounting of yeah. the tale. Yeah. While speaking with communications personnel, the driver of the vehicle decided to pull over, allowing her officers to respond and make contact with the occupants. During the course of the initial investigation, our officers learned that the alleged suspect was actually the driver of the vehicle. That's actually the plot line to... Too fast for conditions. Too fast for conditions. <laughs> it's funny how it's playing out. Yeah. The suspect was subsequently taken into custody and the victim was transported to a hospital for medical treatment. While speaking with our team, the suspect indicated that before encountering the police, he had pulled over and discarded the firearm in a wooded area along Highway 80. Armed with this information, officers were able to successfully recover the weapon with the help of the Chatham County Sheriff's canine unit. Was that Rocky? Did Rocky <laughs> show up and do it, or is he just the face of the organization? He's just the face. Just the face. The suspect was then booked into custody on charges of aggravated assault, reckless conduct, possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime, tampering with evidence, and discharging a firearm near a street or highway. I know who it was. They say it's the canine unit, but it was actually that cat they keep up there called Princess Porch Kitty. Oh, she found she found the gun? When we were driving by the police department the other day, when we are driving your mom around the island on the golf cart, I noticed Princess Porch Kitty apparently likes to sit on the top of Jeep Cherokees. Really? Sort of looked like what it was. Did you know we're getting a second dog? I saw that. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I haven't met Rocky yet, but I feel like it would be intimidating. To be around yeah. such celebrity. Yeah, he he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He puts in a lot of work. <laughs> he does. He, he's the face of the organization. He has to make an appearance. You know? He's like a ambassador, goodwill ambassador. He's also an undercover black ops operative <laughs> in case they need that. <laughs> On Wednesday, September 6th, officers responded to a local restaurant after an unattended firearm was found in the restroom. Oh, there's that. Unattended firearm they speak of. I love like unattended firearm, like an unattended child. You know? <laughs> like it's just sitting there waiting. Yeah. It's like, well. You stay here. I'll be back. You be good. Daddy's got to go get a drink. I got to get a drink. I'll be right back. Since you're not supposed to carry a firearm while you're drinking, so maybe they were just being responsible. So they just, <laughs> just take leave it, it to a restaurant. Just leave By it restaurant, there. they probably mean bar. <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm just going to leave my firearm on the, you know how. That time we were at Home Depot and you went to the bathroom and you just left your phone yeah. in the bathroom and we drove about a half mile away yeah. and you're like, my phone's gone because yeah. my watch told me so. Yeah. It's maybe the same situation. Oh, I mean, maybe like he went tracker. to the bathroom. I'm assuming it's a he. Yeah. And he just left his gun out. As you do, you take your weapons out when you go to the bathroom <laughs> and uh, went and got a drink. Totally forgot about it. That's possible. The weapon was then taken into police custody and placed into our evidence room for safekeeping. Officers responded to the area of Butler and Tybrisa in reference to a disagreement between an employee of a local bar and a patron attempting to enter the establishment. While speaking with the officers, the patron stated that the bouncer had stopped him from entering the bar and asked to see his ID. Didn't we were actually here yeah. when this happened. Didn't we already do this too? I think we just talked about it, Oh, but it wasn't on the blotter yet. Oh, okay. But we were, in fact, present for this part. It was a magical experience. <laughs> hint, hint to any local. The patron did not have his ID with him, but informed the bouncer that he was, quote, local. 
Use the quotation marks and everything's mm-hmm. how I imagine it. When the bouncer continued to insist to see the man's ID, an argument ensued. It was during that time the patron claimed that the bouncer threatened and pushed him. According to the bouncer, however, it was the patron who resorted to threats. Ah, the tables have turned. In the end, officers mediated the situation and the parties went their separate ways. There were no charges filed. And no firearms. No firearms needed. It was worked (laughs) out the way God intended with a disappearing act. Yeah. (laughs) Officers responded to a local vacation rental after a firearm had been found left in the bedroom unattended. Yes, you do. I mean, it's like children. You got to get a babysitter for it. This is those unattended firearm episode, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like maybe they could go on Craigslist or something, if that's still a thing, and be like, I'm going to be down at the beach. I'm going to need somebody to babysit my gun. (laughs) The weapon was taken into police custody and placed into our evidence room for safekeeping. On Friday, September 8th, One of our officers was on patrol in the North Beach parking lot when he spotted two people sleeping in a vehicle in violation of Tybee Island City Ordinance. Upon investigation, the officer noticed that the windows of the vehicle were rolled down and that there was an odor of marijuana emitting from within. Uh Uh-oh. After waking the occupants, officers conducted a probable cause search of the vehicle. During that time, they found several jars of marijuana what appeared to be hallucinogenic mushrooms, and a white powder that filled tested positive for cocaine. They also found a glass pipe, straws, small baggies, and a scale. Both of the vehicle's occupants were then placed under arrest and charged with sleeping in public areas, possession of marijuana, possession of drug-related objects, possession of a controlled substance, something I can't pronounce, and possession of a controlled substance, cocaine. Oh, you know how to pronounce that old cocaine now. <laughs> That's an easy one. That's an easy one. It's like they were having a party in there. It sounds like it. On Saturday, September 9th, just after 3 a.m., officers responded to the 17th Street parking lot in reference to a possible theft. While speaking with our team, the victim stated that someone had gone into their vehicle without permission and stole her phone. The victim further stated that the phone had a wallet case attached, which included several personal items such as her driver's license and debit card. It is unknown whether or not the vehicle was unlocked at the time of the theft. They also don't mention if there was an unintended firearm in the vicinity. Well, there had to be. Because it feels like they're getting to be like the youths, mm-hmm. the juveniles. The juveniles. They're just everywhere. It scatters. We might come across one in a little while. Uh, of course we might. On Sunday, September 10th, one of our officers stopped a vehicle for speeding on Butler Avenue. While speaking with the driver, the officer noticed that he was not wearing a seatbelt. I can almost see where this is going. The officer also noticed that the man's cell phone was playing a movie while lying in his lap. During the course of the investigation, the officer learned that the vehicle's registration was expired. I don't know who could have seen that coming. And that the driver had an active warrant from another jurisdiction. Again, who could have seen that coming? It doesn't seem like he was drunk, though, so we got that going for him. He was then placed under arrest and charged with speeding, seatbelt violation, hands-free violation, expired registration, and non-local warrant. That's actually the name of the installment after Too Fast for Conditions. It's seatbelt violation. (laughs) On Monday, September 11th, one of our officers stopped a vehicle for having a suspended registration and no insurance. During the course of the investigation, the officers (laughs) learned 
that the driver's license was also suspended. They also found out that they had a heavy hand in some unattended firearms. This she, is conjecture on all. This is a she. She was placed under arrest and charged with suspended registration, no insurance, and driving while license suspended. She was hitting all the big ones, getting the greatest hits. Well, she didn't have the DUI, the so that's good. there. Later that afternoon, officers met with a man who claimed to have been assaulted the previous evening while at a local bar. While speaking with our team, the man explained that he had gotten into an argument with a bouncer and was told to leave. After paying for his drink, the man walked outside and was allegedly attacked from behind. According to the man, the bouncer rushed up and grabbed him by the neck before slamming him to the ground. I'm sure in this situation, this man was completely innocent of any kind of antagonism. Oh, no. And we have cameras, so it's going to tell the tale. Yeah, it's going to be like, it's not going to be as calm as he's painting yeah, this I was out. Just leaving, I sir. promise you, no bouncer on this island is just going to randomly grab somebody and throw them down. No. A report was filed and the case was forwarded to investigations. So we'll probably have an update eventually about that. Turns out the story's not as it was painted. <laughs> Who could have foreseen that? On Wednesday, September 13th, just after 7 a.m., officers responded to the North Beach jetty in reference to an argument between fishermen and a group of surfers. According to the fishermen, they had been on the beach first, but moved once to accommodate the group. As the number of surfers grew, they once again began to encroach upon the area where the anglers were fishing. I've always wondered if there's some kind of battle between people <laughs> yeah. fishing and people swimming and surfing and What's such. What's like the code of ethics here? Who moves? Exactly. I guess the guy with the bigger surfboard? I don't know. <laughs> When boards began to get tangled in lines, an argument ensued. In response, officers reminded both groups that it was a public beach and they needed to find a way to coexist. Well, I'll tell you what drives me crazy is when those people are out there fishing and they're like 20 feet away from the shoreline. So their fishing wire stretches across and we nearly get clothesline just walking down the beach sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could see how that could be frustrating. Almost as soon as the officers left, however... The <clears throat> argument turned physical. Of course it did. With one surfer allegedly punching a fisherman in the face. Isn't that the story to that movie with, is it Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze or who are those people? In yes. It? Isn't it basically the exact storyline for that movie? Absolutely not. Point break. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> the brouhaha was oh, once now again. that's a good word. <laughs> was once again brought to the attention of our team, but the suspect fled before they arrived on scene. A report was filed, and the case was forwarded to investigations. I wonder if that's an official police term. Uh, we've got a brouhaha <laughs> going on down by the jetty. We're going to need somebody out there. It's a 218 brouhaha. <laughs> Apparently it is. On Friday, September 15th, officers responded to the area of Lovell and Zabrisa in reference to a report of damaged property. While speaking with our team, a city employee stated they believe someone had intentionally damaged a surveillance camera set to monitor the nearby trash compactor. Upon closer inspection, the officer noticed that it appeared as if someone had tried to pull the wires out of the device. A report was filed, and the IT department was made aware of the incident. Nobody's going to see the crimes I intend to commit yeah. at this here trash compactor. The trash compactor. Because that is a hotbed of criminal activity right there. It's like that dumpster. Well, that's where the fancy people live. I'm talking about the trash compactor. <laughs> Later that afternoon, one of our officers spotted a vehicle traveling 49 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone and made a stop. 
During the course of the investigation, the officer learned that the driver's license was suspended. She was then placed under arrest and charged with speeding and driving while license suspended. Once again, you just can't trust them women drivers. <laughs> they riding around without no licenses or At least or they're such. not drunk. Well, I guess they ain't. So they got that going for them. They do. That evening, one of our officers stopped a vehicle for not having a tag light. During the course of the investigation, the officer learned that the driver's license was suspended. After placing the man Uh under arrest, the the officer conducted an inventory of the vehicle prior to having it towed from the scene. During that time, the officer discovered a handgun inside of a backpack. An unattended handgun? Yeah, it was left unattended. This became especially problematic when it was discovered that he was a convicted felon. I mean, you got to admit, they probably figured that when they found it. Didn't need to search the system. (laughs) He was subsequently charged with driving while license suspended and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. On Saturday, September 16th, officers responded to the area of Fifth Avenue for a report of a theft. While speaking with our team, The victim stated that she received a telephone call from a man claiming to be from her bank. During the call, the man informed her that her debit card had been compromised and asked for her PIN in order to look up her account. (laughs) That sounds above board. I wonder if this is the guy that bought the pizza. You know what? I think you're doing their detective work for them, Crystal. (laughs) She also received several text messages during the course of the conversation that appeared to be from her bank. Unfortunately... After providing the man with the information he requested, she realized he had scammed her out of $2,000. I just have to ask myself. I don't see the text. They're not giving them to you. But I feel like they're probably containing bad grammar. Yeah. And they might be misspelling the word bank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those emails that you get. So real. Yeah. The idea is to never give your pen to anyone. Then bank will never ask you for that. The they bank know knows it. it. Yeah, they know it. That's the reason it exists is so that people can't do this. Mm-hmm. But I understand how sometimes they're a little bit crafty. Yeah. And perhaps it was very convincing. Some people are convincing. I've got a habit of not ever responding to anything, even if it is a legal request. <laughs> no, right? Just ignore it all. Take a girl away said, or they'll never, take me to jail. Never answer your phone and never answer your door. I've told you this before, people. Yeah, if they need you, they're coming in. They don't need your permission. (laughs) They'll eventually get you. That evening, one of our officers stopped a vehicle for failing to maintain its lane. During the course of the investigation, the officer was able to smell the odor of marijuana emitting from the vehicle and spotted some of the drug in plain view. So it was like, (laughs) oh, you got me. You got me, Blue. (laughs) got me. (laughs) During the course of a subsequent search of the vehicle, The officer found additional marijuana and two prescription pills, which the suspect claimed were Adderall and Percocet, respectively. He was then placed under arrest and charged with possession of marijuana, less than an ounce, and possession of a controlled substance. Almost sounds like he's proud of it. I know. You know what that is? That there is a Percocet, (laughs) man. You need to hold on to that one. Yeah, you might want to hold that one. On Sunday, September 17th, Just after 7 a.m., officers responded to the Eastgate crossover for a welfare check. Upon their arrival, they encountered an obviously intoxicated Uh 15-year-old who admitted to staying out and drinking the night before. At that time, officers transported the teen to the Tybee Island Police Department, where he was turned over to the custody of his guardian, who I'm sure 
did some was thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ecstatic. I'm sure he got a little punishment for that. Maybe. What I need to ask is, was he part of the gang and got peeled off and separated? Yeah, he was a is random juvenile is? this week. Just a rando. Yeah, he's like, where's my... They all fled, I guess, and left him to hold in the bag. He's 15. He's a man. <laughs> he can walk home. Where are we at? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> One of our officers stopped a vehicle for having a suspended registration and no insurance. While talking with the driver, the officer noticed that his eyes were bloodshot and that he slurred his words as he spoke. The officer also noticed that he could smell an odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from the driver's body. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. He was then placed under arrest and charged with suspended registration, open container, and DUI less safe. So he didn't take the test. Never take the test, because if you take the test, they got evidence. They got you. They got you. They got proof. Yeah, so we're ending it with a usual. Yeah, give us the stats, what went down. (laughs) So we had four unlucky pets that got caught on the beach. That's just so wrong. There was so much glass on the beach this week. 32 32 counts of glass locating. On the beach. 18 people smoking on the beach. Only one littering and three disturbing the dunes. That drives me crazy. I know. Don't run through the dunes. They're rattlesnakes. There are rattlesnakes. There was a rattlesnake crawling down Tabrisa the other day. It was trying to get in one of the stores. Yeah, we had uh, one of our friends was here, uh, a listener of the podcast, and she's visiting us. And we walked around on Tabrisa to go show her the area. And then Crystal came back uh, later in the day and told me, did you see that picture on the Facebook? (laughs) And I said, no, I I haven't opened the Facebook (laughs) in my mobile device today. And she said, there's a rattlesnake right out there on the street. It's not even near the sand. It's just right in the street. Apparently, he needed new uh, Crocs or something. Yeah, he needed a shovel and a bucket. He's going to go. I got got big plans out here in these dunes is what I'm saying. Big plans. And it looks like there were two large dogs at large, huh? It wasn't ours. Yeah, those stay in the fence. Yeah, they do. So that's sort of a short little breakdown of uh, what went on. It wasn't very heavy in police activity these last couple weeks, it doesn't sound like. No, it's been kind of quiet. Yeah. And we also want to let you know, listeners, that uh, this coming episode, we're going to be releasing another Patreon because we have a trip we're doing this week. Our oldest daughter is getting married in Bigfoot country, apparently. Yeah. And we're going to be there. And hopefully it'll be an amazing time for everybody. The building has a 20-foot tall plate glass window. And we do believe that one of our daughter's friends is probably going headfirst through it. Oh, he's going through it. Intentionally. Yeah. Headfirst. <laughs> the man has punched jellyfish before in the water because he's just that kind of guy. And also, a friend of mine told me the other day that where we're going is known for its witches. So I got to look into that while we're there. Oh, great. That'll be terrifying. Yeah. So maybe we'll run into witches and Bigfoot. This could not possibly get any weirder. I know. (laughs) But y'all have a great week and we'll be talking to you soon.